Welcome to this podcast growth chit chat. My name is Hector Santia Esteban. I am a podcast marketer and I've been a content creator since I was 13. But uh, over the last three years or so, since 2018, I have been helping shows to grow their audience and monetize their shows. And while I wanted to share the reason that I am having this chat, and frankly, one of the reasons is that the house is empty. It's Saturday night, and I can't think of anything better to do than to talk podcasting. And so we are going to talk about you know, how you can grow your show. But I was thinking about why I got into podcasting, and I remember that it, when I was 13, I was in charge of creating the middle school like news show, and it was something that came out every month, and I really, I really loved it. Up until then, I had only focused on sports, and I had really only done sports, but it was the beginning of my content journey, and I kind of fell in love with it, and unfortunately, I went on to high school, and you know, I acted in the play, so I kind of had some, some theater experience but for the most part i just focused on sports i got into sales after college and really just got into running my own business and it was only when i got into the internet marketing space right around 2016 when i started to look at and realize the value of creating content and i remember one of my mentors hal elrod encouraged a group of us to go out and do a, a live video challenge. And it was right when Facebook Live was just getting started. And there was a group of us, we would commit to doing a live video every day. And my wife just brought this up recently. And she said, do you remember you did a Facebook Live every day? And it was like, it, it became that, that every day I was going live. And that was at the beginning of my internet marketing journey. And so over that time, doing hundreds of live streams and interviews i've just really grown to love the the content space and i've just grown and, and fallen in love with the power that creating content has and what it can do for you as an individual how it can help you and benefit you your business your brand and really can help you to to position yourself as an as an expert and and for me i think that Podcasts have a beautiful and a incredible way of bringing out someone's genius. That's kind of the tagline that I put on my emails and something that we probably should be echoing more because it's, it's really what I feel is at the heart of podcasts is helping people to bring their genius out, whether it's in their ability to storytell or whether it's in the knowledge and the expertise that they have. And so the only problem was no one told me to start a podcast. And so unfortunately, it took me a few years to actually create a podcast. And that might have been because it was too technical in my mind, or it might have been because somebody just didn't push me enough. I didn't see the value of it. I was focused on other things. I was building a YouTube channel. We had a couple thousand subscribers on our YouTube channel. I was building a Facebook group. We had almost 15,000 people in the Facebook group before I sold that when I pivoted in my business. And so looking back on it, I'm, I'm sad and it's unfortunate that I, it took me so long to finally start my podcast. And, and the funny thing is, is when I did finally start it, my first show back in 2019, I just had my first kid and I was ready to start building my own brand again and start focusing on my own personal brand. I had 
a couple of large clients that I was building their podcast and growing their show, but it's finally time for me to start my own. I put a ton of work into the branding and the setup and had the, the, the intro music interviews lined up. I did about 10 interviews and right when I put out the ninth episode or so, maybe even the seventh, my wife went into the hospital a month early, maybe actually two months early from when she was supposed to have my daughter, who's my second, my second child. And I laugh and I, I only laugh because it was such a traumatic experience that the only thing that we can do now is to enjoy it. <laughs> but in any case, one of the things that got dropped and one of the plates that stopped spinning in that time was the podcast. And I was a brand new dad at home by myself with this newborn child, this infant. And I didn't have the systems in place to be able to withstand that and I also didn't have the, I didn't have the content cue is really what it, what it came down to. And so when I look back on it, it was really, really hard time personally. And so I really try and give myself a lot of grace when it comes to that. But in the learnings that I had, the next time I came around, there was a couple of things that I, I learned or that I took into my second show, which is the marketing your podcast show. And I'm excited that that one, we weren't victim to the pod fade. My first show, I was victim to the pod fade. It was like almost to a T, right? I don't know if you guys have heard that stat. A large majority of podcasts die out within the first seven episodes or right after the first seven episodes. And that's right. And it happened for me. And so I really understand the challenge that comes along with having a show. Both personally, professionally, the grind that it takes to create content, the grind that it takes to put yourself out there, the grind that comes with putting out new content and the workflow that you have to do. Because one thing that I realized over that time was that creating a good show took a lot of time and took a lot of effort. And that didn't include any of the marketing and the promotion of it. They were essentially two separate jobs. They, they required two separate roles. And most of the time, the hosts that were putting out a great show and really had some wonderful value to offer the world, they didn't have enough time left in their day. They didn't have they, they didn't have the capacity to actually go out there and promote it the way that it should. And so that was why I even got had a job at the beginning was because these I was gonna say these hosts that didn't want to dehumanize them. A lot of them were my friends. And a lot of my first clients were some of my best friends at the time who had shows. And I saw ways that I could help them. But it really came down to me realizing that they were, there was a big need there. And so I want to just take a minute to obviously thank anybody in the recording who's made it this far. You are an amazing person. I know that you are a special person to me. But one of the things that I, I wanted to, to touch on today was just some things that I've seen working and some things that I've seen really helping podcasters to, to make a difference right now. And so I don't know if you guys have listened to the interview I did with Kevin from the Jury Room podcast, but the interview that I did with him has been spinning around in my mind because he mentioned something about feed swaps and promotion swaps that I think can really be a game changer for 
for shows. And so Kevin from the Jury Room Podcast, on almost every show that he has, has some sort of promotion for another show in his niche. And what's really cool is that he's able to provide a ton of value for the shows, whether they are big or small. And also it helps him just as much. And so I think that it's, it was just a really cool concept that sparked my mind because another one of my friends, Jeremy Slate, who was on our, one of our most recent episodes on the podcast growth happy hour, he has a podcast booking agency and he's one of the best podcast bookers in, I mean, that I know. And he's built an entire business and a successful business and a a huge brand because of the success that he's been able to bring his clients and the value that going and being a guest on other shows can be. It's one of the best ways to grow your show. The problem is, is that if your show is not an interview format, if your show is not just people talking, it becomes a lot harder to do that same kind of thing. If you don't have interviews on your show, maybe you're not even a good interviewee. So it's not always the best option for people in the narrative space or in something like an audio drama. And so for those instances, promotion swaps is actually a huge, huge opportunity for a lot of shows because they can utilize and leverage their audience, the, whether that is 10, 20, 50, 100 listeners, 200, 1,000 listeners, 2,000 listeners, however many it is, however big or small, they can leverage that audience to help another show in exchange for them doing the same thing. And so what's really, really just kind of fascinating and, and mind-blowing for me is that podcasts, they don't really have a lot to offer. They don't have a lot of time, both because a lot of times they have other jobs. A lot of times they have other things going on. They have, it's such a big workload to produce a podcast in and of itself. And so all these things are pulling out their time. On top of that, most podcasters aren't ringing in the dough, right? They're not, they're not rolling in the dough. They're not these huge Spotify hosts that are getting paid a lot of money for their shows. A lot of them are, are people where it's a, it's a passion project. It's, it's a work of love. It's a, it's a hobby. And ideally, they take that hobby seriously, right? I was just talking to James Bishop the other day, and he said he doesn't get upset when he thinks about him spending money on golf. When he goes golfing, he knows he's going to spend money. But a lot of people in their podcasts, they're so afraid to spend any money on it that it becomes a real hindrance to their show and actually holds their show back because they're not willing to spend the money that it takes, whether it's in the promotion of it or it's in the production of it. And so I think that that's a really big key for people to realize as well is that you're going to have to take your show seriously. But in that sense, you may not have a lot of money, extra money lying around. And so if that's the case, you can still leverage your audience, your show, the promotion that you are doing, and use that as a way to buy yourself 
in via trading and swapping a promotion on another show. When you're thinking about promoting and marketing your show, one of the best things that you can do is to find other podcast listeners. I spent the first three years, almost four years of my journey, trying to get people who weren't on the podcast app to come over to the podcast app and listen. And it worked for a few years. The problem is, is that things are getting so noisy and so crowded and there's so much stuff out there and so many things getting in the way of you getting your your content, your social media content in front of people, even emails, right? Those things are are getting blocked and you're not able to see whether people are opening and there's a, it's a whole mess when it comes to all of this stuff. And so it really helps to be able to have a way that you can continually leverage and grow your audience without needing to rely on, on social media, right? Without needing to, needing to rely on an algorithm. And so that's another really beautiful part about promotion swaps is that there's that aversion to paying things. And I understand that a lot of people don't have extra cash flow. And so that this shouldn't hold it back because they can trade whatever audience they have for that growth. And ideally, if you do this enough times, you can leverage this into growing an audience that you can sustain, that you can monetize. So let's talk about what you can do when it comes to podcast promotion swaps. The first thing that you can do is you can swap trailers. And so if you have a trailer that's already created or you're able to produce one, that's one way that you can easily send and do a promo swap. It's ideal if they're able to do an intro to it, but that's the second way is to do a host read ad swap where you're reading an ad about their show talking about it and they're reading an ad about your show talking about it. And it's best to do this at the beginning. We've just found that, that people are more likely to take your call to actions if you do it at the beginning. And so that's another thing that you can do is have, have them read an ad for you, right? Uh, if you don't have a trailer, you can write them some bullet points or you can help them come up with some things to say. But that's something that you can do. And you can even swap episodes entirely. So that's one thing that you can do as well is you, some people call it feed drops. I think it's probably better to call it an episode swap, but that is, is one way to just swap episodes. You release an episode on their feed, they release an episode on your feed. And once again, it's always best to have some sort of intro, some sort of context, something that gives your listeners context into what's happening. Kevin, he mentioned this on the podcast interview that we did a while back, and I would encourage you to go and listen to that podcast interview with Kevin from the jury room. But one thing that he mentioned was that the he would see little bumps every time that he would do a, a promotion swap. And so one thing that Kevin from the jury room mentioned that he did, with it, which was kind of a, a really cool way to incorporate this, was that he did it on April Fool's Day. And so on April 1st, there was an episode that was supposed to release. And instead of being the normal show, his show and his collaborator's show, they released and they swapped it and they did another show. And they teed it up and it was a really kind of fun thing for their listeners. But he said that every time he does a promo swap, he sees a little bump, you know, in his downloads. And so no matter whether the show is big or small, he realizes that 
there's going to be some benefit for both shows. And so those are, are just a couple of ways that you're able to, that you can do it. So how do you get started? Here's what I would recommend. The first thing that I would recommend is to research the shows. There's a lot of different tools out there. Just go in and research the shows that are in your niche. I love using charts. Um, there's a lot of different apps. There's entire businesses that are dedicated to helping people research shows. So a lot of stuff out there. You're going to want to connect with them. I I personally like Twitter to do this stuff just because Twitter is so... It really allows people to do their own stalking. Just the other day, I reached out to somebody that I wanted to have come on my show. And by the end of the conversation, they were asking me to come on their show. They Because they had gone through and they had found my show and found my podcast. And so it was, it was really cool. But all that happened because they were able to go down you know, the rabbit hole as much as they wanted to uh, be through my Twitter feed. And so I really like Twitter for connecting with hosts as well. And then you're going to want to reach out. Right. And it, it, you're going to want to reach out and, and it helps to have enough on your list. Right. Cause not everybody's going to respond. Not everybody's going to want to do it. And so it really helps to put together a sizable list. We always start with a hundred at least. And then we pare down from there. We, we get more specific if we need to, or we want to have at least a, a hundred different possibilities if we needed to that we can reach out to so that if the, if the first 20 or 30 or 50 say no, that there's still another one, there's still another bit behind it. So in any case, hope that gives you a little insight into podcast promotion swaps. I thought that was something I just wanted to talk out. I think we're, we're coming up on just about 50 episodes now, maybe even a little bit more now on different ways that you can market and monetize your show. Hope you are having a wonderful evening and we will see you guys on the next podcast pro chat later y'all